Thanks for joining the Welcome to Consciousness podcast where we are raising consciousness together. We'll be discussing all things consciousness, awakening, healing, purpose, and so much more. If you haven't already, you can hit subscribe or like, or you can follow us along on Instagram or check out our website. Let's get started. Well, g'day there again, and thanks for tuning in to this episode. I'm here with our next guest, Mark, and he's from northern New South Wales in Australia. Now, he's an Australian-born Maori. He's 35 years old, and he was raised in the Christian faith until his own spiritual awakening two years ago. Uh, He's a husband. He's a father of two boys that are six and three years old, and his first career was in plumbing. His second and current profession is a PDHPE high school teacher and he's now working on a transition into being a sole purpose and spiritual life coach, which is where our paths sort of crossed and Mark was actually um, my first official client as a sole purpose coach. So last year we spent a lot of time together over three months and I just saw his growth and transformation uh, and how big his heart is and the passion that he's got. And so I really look forward to um introducing you to mark and you hearing more about him so mark thanks for being here no thanks for having me michael and um it's an awesome privilege and uh, a great honor to be talking with you today so, yeah, yeah. So i gave a bit of an introduction on you but yeah can you tell us a bit more about your background and then you know you talked about having a spiritual awakening two years ago and just mm-hmm yeah what your experience with consciousness has been like yeah so like you said i did grow up in a christian faith where going to church every sunday was um the the norm um so you know that was my first introduction to spirituality um and then i guess also being a maori born in australia my parents did bring us up very cultural Um, So we were always learning our culture through singing songs, through learning hakas, um, and being in a group of our culture with other people. So I think at an early age, I sort of got this two polarities of two worlds almost, and um, I grew up somewhat loving both aspects, um, but then as I got older, there's sort of definitely been a lot of conflict as I've looked and um, searched through sort of both knowledges. However, I've always, you know, had to maintain my belief in Jesus Christ and, you know, that seemed right, um, the church I was a part of. And so I pretty much did everything um, that I was supposed to do in the church. You know, I served the two-year mission. Um, I got married in the temple, um, but there was just, other aspects that are always in the background, probably in my subconscious, that weren't adding up. Um, but I really, I've been told a couple of times I'm very stubborn, so I really couldn't piece it together entirely and I had no other concept of, like, intuition. It was just, you know, those core beliefs that I was brought up with in the church um, and through my cultural upbringing. So... Definitely, it's been a journey, um, and I'm 35 now, and my spiritual awakening was, it was a crisis. It was a massive explosion, to be honest. Um, So many events happened, and, um, yeah, I guess it started out with, you know, the pandemic. That was a big eye-opener for everyone. Um, And so, like we hear, you know, the Great Awakening, I think that was, you know, part of the pandemic was my own awakening um, and, and learning more about the beliefs I've been brought up with and, and where they sat and where I thought there was a bit of conflict. Yeah. Yeah. So that sort of kick-started a bit of the awakening for you. Yeah, and again, at the time, I had no... No vocabulary, no knowledge of what a awakening was. It was just like um, an explosion, to be honest. And so it started out with, yeah, um, noticing aspects of my Christian faith that didn't really make sense to me. 
that weren't in my true alignment and me really thinking, what is going on? Like, what is happening? And having those internal um, thought processes sort of playing out in my head. So I guess naturally I think one of my, um, what do you say, one of my aspects of my personality is when I'm torn or when I'm upset, like anger comes out. Um, and so I was really starting to get angry around this time. I was like, I was so confused. Um, and then it led to another event happening where I I got involved in a workplace incident where another work colleague of mine, yeah, sort of got um, a bit abusive about some work I did on his job site. And eventually it got heated in an argument. Um, and it was like at that time I sort of seen in my mind, all right, he's disrespect, disrespected me one, two, three times and that's my green light to sort of maybe take this confrontation, this argument to the next level, which how I was raised and um, I guess some trauma, you know, generational trauma was always just to get physical. It was almost like, no, nah, he's disrespected me, so let's go. Um, so that's what... Um, happened and unfortunately, yeah, that incident did pan out too well for myself um, and I got injured quite severely by a weapon on on his job site um, and that was like, bang, that explosion of, wow, what's going on again in this world? Um mm. And so, and in that moment of sort of having that confrontation, getting injured, I had to go to hospital, have surgery. Um, but I sort of felt I could start to feel sort of spiritual beings around me too, so spirit guides. Um, but again, having no knowledge of what a spirit guide is, I just could feel people around me and more specifically warriors, sort of warriors, men. Um, were definitely around me, around me, sort of protecting me and helping me on the journey that I was on. Um, this incident, you know, after a while, probably did lead to definitely PTSD and other events happening where I was constantly in a fight with a few other friends in my life. Um, and eventually it got to the point where my I had that much anger inside of me. I either wanted to do something really silly or hurt someone to sort of get revenge, get that anger out of my system, or I didn't know what was going to happen. Mm. Um, and then I eventually, I just needed to go on a trip. Um, at this time also, I ended up separating from my wife and my kids. Um, and so that... Yeah, I guess that first incident led to many fights and my wife and I hadn't been in a good place with our marriage either. Mm. So it's like all these shadows, all these things that were out of alignment in my life, my work, I wasn't happy with the work I was doing to start with. My marriage wasn't in a, um, a great place and hadn't been for a few years. Um, and so all these different events just caused me to go a bit crazy, mm. but my energy was so heightened. I was having sort of, you know, I could see synchronicities with people I was um, coming into my life, people that were going out of my life um, that I needed to, yeah, sort of move away from. So that was happening. I could see it sort of happening. I'm like, wow. But it wasn't happening in a in a safe way or a, a way that was really um I guess nice or good to go through, I guess. Mm. I feel like, you know, you'll continue sharing this, but like it's yeah. really interesting to point out you looking back, you were going through a spiritual awakening, but mm. in the experience there was so much crisis. Yeah. There was like breakdown of, you know, your own state, your emotions, your lot of anger, yeah. uh, your marriage was you know, in strife and you separated and you're 
disconnected from your kids more so there uh, mm-hmm. and like a lot of challenges going on and it's like all this energy was coming out at the same time there was some like really uh, yeah like synchronicities happening and things and I'm just glad that you pointed that out because often it is in this crisis time when we hit rock bottom uh, I'm not sure if you'd call at any point there your rock bottom but or the whole thing your rock bottom but that it takes for us to then really go inward like you said those shadows that start coming up and what we were turning a, a blind eye to um, before and yes it's it's like exciting or it we want to be drawn to the stories of you know when it's all love and peace and joy and and having huge success in our lives but often an awakening um can be preceded or part of it is that crisis it's that breakdown of life as we know it to to take us inward and higher yeah it was it was definitely like that and i guess i once I did separate from my wife, I did sort of feel like, you know, that Christian organisation, they sort of just fully left me sort of on my own. Mm. And um, I was quite disappointed because, you know, if we look about look at the, the church aspect, it's, it's all about, you know, caring for one another, um, bearing one another's burdens. But at that time I was like, um yeah it was like just I might have got one phone call and and that's okay um but it was somewhat disappointing um, mm. um that aspect um however I think that was a part of the process I had to go through and to learn that you know at the end of the day you know bringing it all back to myself and everything we need in terms of spirituality really just comes from within ourselves. Mm. Um, but, yeah, that um, from there, I guess, I think you touched on I wasn't a, a man that was brought up going into my feelings, um, you know, and men I do struggle with this and it's something that we aren't taught. Um, and so unless your parents have really... Um, are in tune with themselves and have gone into their feelings. It's, it's something that a lot of boys and young men and men in, in our generations um, probably haven't had much experience with. So as an adult now, it was like, okay, I really have to sit and feel these emotions and what is going on. Um, during that, my awakening I was fortunate enough to sell our first home, so um, money was was good in that aspect. So I had a bit of, yeah, I had that time to really not worry about work, not worry about money, mm. um, which you could say was a good thing, but also could have been a bad thing in the aspect. So I had a lot of time on my hands. And so I did just really go through a period of just doing whatever I wanted. I went on trips interstate. Um, I experienced whatever I wanted to do. And I think I just needed that. It might have been a bit of rebellion coming out because I knew some of the, the ways, the beliefs I'd been brought up with weren't weren't 100% true or in alignment with my truth anyway. Mm. So I did go through a bit of a phase of rebellion and somewhat going, I think from an outside perspective, a lot of people were probably saying, oh, he's going crazy, he's lost his mind. Um, but again, internally, it's like I had no way else or not many people to to verbalise what actually was going on. Yeah, within. Yeah, it's so big and you've raised so many like key points through all that. And when you talk about the rebellion, you know, was it more was it more of an exploration of of you and needing to explore something more than the life that you felt like you always had, but there was something else out there? Yeah, it was it was definitely exploration, and yeah. I was searching for answers. Yeah, definitely searching for answers. Um, I remember 
yeah, meeting up with my cousin and just asking her about some of our cultural aspects and, you know, going through a bit of generational trauma, but I knew she come from a, a different tribe in mine, in our line. Um, and so just asking questions and getting answers to, yeah, some of the generational trauma that came up along my awakening that I it sort of just came through and I had to sort of come to a place of, of love, contentment and peace with it. Mm. Um, and I could see how, yeah, you know, colonisation had happened. There was some good aspects of it, but there was a lot of bad. And then just coming to a, a place of, okay, I can let that go now. Um, mm. A lot of trauma that my ancestors went through. Um, but I was, yeah, definitely just searching for answers and, and trying to, to work it out along the way because mm. um, what I know now is not what I knew during that time. Um, yeah. I liked how you shared about getting in touch with your emotions, you know, and mm. learning to do that. Like that wasn't a normal part of your culture or your upbringing and it's such a big part of going through an awakening that we need to learn to feel and to feel like then we're tying in those traumas, generational traumas uh, have created so much disconnect from our feelings and the way to heal it is to, is to be able to feel but then to bring acceptance and find our peace in it and let it go. And it's kind of then gets processed through our whole being, you know, our, our body, mind and spirit. Yeah. Yeah, and that's definitely how I felt. It's like I had this chip on my, my shoulder from, you know, my ancestors knowing what they went through. And it's sort of, yeah, definitely always been in my subconscious and um, I sort of, it's played out in my workplaces. I would always have that crudge of, oh, why is this person getting promoted or, you know, they get a better start. But mm. once I actually felt a lot of those feelings and then just came to, a, yeah, a place of peace, a place of love, um, now I can, I feel so free once I've felt those feelings and I, I don't have it as a burden now. It's not weighing me down mm. anymore. So, yeah. Yeah, and that's a really big um, cultural nuance as well, isn't it, that's, different people will experience these these different traumas that have come sometimes from your culture and your ancestors and the way they were treated and like you said colonization and and you know the way that um australia was colonized and other countries were um that caused so much pain and suffering on some cultures uh, i assume that's what you're alluding to with some of that as well oh 100 and and so yeah, our parents and what our ancestors went through, yeah, sometimes it's it's just passed down by stories being told or videos being watched of of the past. And so it's really, it's probably not intentional, but then some some kids naturally have those um, yeah, strong empathy, strong feelings and can go, wow, why did that happen? Why? Why, why did this world, you know, those things in this world happen like that? And I think that's where I was as a kid too, is like mm. as an eight or nine-year-old, I heard a lot of the stories and um, it really, yeah, really hurt somewhat um, mm. hearing about them. But then it carried out throughout my life because I, I felt that unjust and, and so, yeah, mm. just coming to a that place but even now I can see um teaching at a high school where there's lots of Indigenous kids I have a lot more understanding for them and understand you know some of their behavioral habits are highly um due to you know that generational trauma that's come through mm. and so I definitely yeah have a lot of sympathy and empathy for those for those students because I still don't think there's enough knowledge around how to help these students heal and move forward yeah yeah no it's a really important topic that you've raised i think especially for let's say our own nation australia or we're talking about like 
there is so much of that um, trauma that lives on. And like you said, the stories get passed on all about the injustice, but it's the energy that's underneath those stories, which is the trauma and the emotion. And until that emotion, you know, from my understanding, really gets a voice and really gets to be processed and really feels safe and loved, and then it can be released and healed. Uh, until, you know, we as a nation get big enough to be able to hold that space and do that, well, all those, that trauma is going to continue to play out. Yeah, 100%. So, But you can't really hold that space for someone else if you're holding on to your own traumas. Yeah, exactly. And so it is such a process, isn't it? Um, and especially, yeah, there's a lot of work to do. There's a lot of work to do to help. Yeah, get this, you know, trauma-informed knowledge out there mm. and the healing, um, how to heal and, and move on because there's a lot of trauma in, in our society, in Australia and, and in mm. other Indigenous cultures for sure. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be overcomplicated though because it's simply like moving into our hearts and moving into universal love and... You know, when you do that, you you naturally need to process the fear and the trauma that's standing in the way. When you do that and you see yourself and your own true self, that's when you can truly see somebody else's true self and have that compassion and and empathy for their pain and, and what they're going through. It's a yeah, more than it's not just lip service. Then it's like, oh, now there's an energy shift of like, I see you and I love you and and want you to connect with your truth. And yeah, I mean, I can see that's what so many indigenous that's what was taken away from them. Yeah. It was their connection to themselves and to their culture and to their spiritual connection um, to to Mother Earth and to the universe at large in their own cultural way and language. Yeah. And so I can see a lot of aspects in the school system where, yeah, the, the, the kids aren't learning the way in classrooms. It's not working for them. Mm -hmm. And it's because they were taught differently. They, they, were, they were taught on the land. They were taught outside. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's a massive point you raised because our connection to Mother Earth, to nature, um, is saying that we have somewhat disconnected from um, and bringing it all back to ourselves again, to nature and the beauty of this world. Yeah. Mm. And I love that it's also just as simple as like moving into the present moment yeah. where we can release you know, those things we're holding on to from the past or needing to control people for the future and and like drop in and it's like that's the that's where the presence is found and the connection is found. That's what the indigenous had from my understanding and and what was taken from them and not just the indigenous of Australia, but so many cultures um, mm. around the world have such a similar story. Yeah, for sure. And I guess as myself growing up, um, I was always torn because, you know, I'd feel the spirit when I did go to church, but then when I'm around my culture, when I'm around um, other Maldives, when we're singing our songs, when we're doing our hakas and learning our culture, it was like I'm feeling the same spirit. I'm feeling the same, you know, feelings, if not a bit more um, pure because it's it's um, in a different environment. Um, we're a bit more unique. You know, when we're not dressed up for church, you know, we, we have to dress up for church. We're in this aspect. We're more aligned with our ourselves. So I really love that. And, and, again, I was always like, oh, can I do both? Um, I love doing both and I can. But it's so much sort of there is conflict in some aspects of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the reality is a lot of 
you know, moving into the hearts, moving into the present moment, into consciousness is is letting go of things that that don't want to do that, that aren't allowing that. And sometimes that's beliefs and sometimes it's people and it, and it sounds like you've had that experience. Yeah, I definitely was um, torn my beliefs and naturally probably my parents too and, um, you know, people pleasing and doing what naturally my parents have raised me, you know, what's the best for you? Um, but, you know, it was only through my spiritual awakening that I learned uh, that I had to make my own choices and stand how I wanted to stand in this world and do what's right for myself and my higher self, my soul. Yeah. Mm, which, like, initially that was through a lot of crisis. and. Yeah. We're taking a quick break because I want to let you know that I'm looking for some big dreamers who either feel disconnected from or stuck in their big dream to take all their power back, to thrive in every area of their life and create everything that they dream of. It doesn't matter how big the obstacles are or how impossible it seems. If you've got a big dream, whether it's for your business, your career, your health, your relationships, or to make a big impact in the world or all of the above, I'm telling you, if you feel it somewhere inside, it's absolutely possible. The universe wouldn't put that inside of you if it wasn't, and I'd love to help you get there. If this resonates with you, please reach out through Instagram or my website. I'd love to meet you, hear about your dreams and your challenges, and see what's possible together. And now, we'll return back to the show. So I wanted to ask, like, without the crisis, do you think you would have dug deep enough to to go to make the changes and to really connect with your true self on that deeper level Nah, it wouldn't have happened and i know yeah i know i've had to go through a lot of crisis a lot of obstacles challenges to get to the place where i am now because now i'm in such a better yeah i'm so content i'm so happy with the person i am it's it's funny, it's like leading that Christian organisation, I felt more Christ-like. I felt more aligned with the person I am. Um, and that's a pretty massive saying to be not in a, in a Christian organisation, a church, but to feel more Christ-like. You know, and it's it's really comes back to being our, you know, moving to your truth, moving in alignment with your higher self, which our higher self naturally is going to be more Christ-like. Yeah, I mean that's who he was. That's what he embodied his higher self. Yeah, and that's what he came to bridge that connection. Yeah, and yeah, it really is that Christ consciousness. Um, which from my experience and point of view has become something else through through um, a church organisation um, or belief system. And, yeah, but, like, very challenging to process that in, in the mind and mm. so much trauma underneath it that you're blocking out at the same time then that fear of letting go of the mind and feeling what's there and you know then you go through a crisis to bring it all to the surface which is massive uh i, I wanted to ask you know was there ever like this time or this feeling like i just remember praying if i need to go i'll go through whatever i need to go through because something feels a bit off but i want the unconditional love i want the connection the true purpose i want the power that was talked about but i don't seem to experience uh can you look back and see like this you know your heart was like looking for that connection to or who you felt like jesus truly was or or to what you really felt in your heart and and maybe that led to then you being willing to go through a crisis yeah i think i think through my experiences um of going through so much crisis 
I then naturally had moments and experiences of also so much light and going, wow, that is, you know, that is God, the universe. That's um, that's a really divine connection. Mm. And, and hearing those, getting those downloads, and I was like, wow, this is crazy. But I think I had stopped somewhat praying and I was sort of just going straight from my heart there and getting sort of downloads, connections. And that's when I really thought that, okay, the way I've been taught, I don't really need to to pray all the time. I, I can just feel. I can really just feel it in my heart. Yeah, I was sort of just getting direct downloads and I'm like, wow, this is, I don't need to connect with God the way I've been taught because I can do it through my heart um, and through my feelings. And so that's what I sort of was a massive eye-opener for me. Mm. I guess along the journey of my awakening, Michael, um, when I did get to that such an angry state of mind, state of being, um, and I went to see my sisters and they were on the Gold Coast and my sister's like, nah, your energy's off the hook. Like, you better go see someone. You've got to go see. And I was triggering people. You know, I was triggering people. I could trigger someone just because I was such in a heightened state. Mm. Triggering my parents, and actually, my sisters and even my niece, they were like, Nah, you're too much at the moment, something's not right. And I could feel that because I had a lot of sort of hate, anger from my past experiences, getting hurt on the job site, mm. um, having some other confrontations, my marriage. So there was so much build up, and then yeah, I was so angry, and, and that's what I. My sister's like, you got to go see this lady. And she's a kinesiologist. Mm. I have no idea what kinesiologists do. And I'm like, Dad, my father took me. I'm like, yeah, I've been to see these people. And he, he told me a story that, yep, um, he took his brother back in New Zealand back in the days and he'd stolen a, um, a special taonga, which is a greenstone or a, something that didn't belong to him. Um, she's a green necklace, a stone, gemstone. Um, that is has a lot of meaning within our culture. We now normally have him blessed as a protection, as a guardian. And his his brother ended up stealing this one. Anyway, he got really sick after that. He'd done that, and um, he said, "Yeah, we had to go see this person." And this person ended up finding out he stole this this um, special necklace, Taonga, and he had to give it back or else something bad was going to happen to him um, if he didn't. And and so I was like, oh, wow, that's really crazy hearing that story. But mm. I guess I go see this lady, Michael, in, yeah, on the goalpost and I sit down. She's like, hey, what do you need? And I'm like, oh, I'm just really angry at the moment and just feeling quite um these feelings in my body and she's like she started speaking and I'm like what the heck who is she speaking to and she's sort of communicating to people behind me and I'm like she's like oh yeah you got two warriors with you and I'm like wow you know I was like okay I, I felt them mm -hmm. so I'm not surprised and then she's like, yeah, your grandmother's here too. I'm like, yeah, I've felt my grandmother, so I'm not surprised either. Mm. But, again, I had never been taught any of this knowledge about guardians, about past loved ones also um, being with us on our journey here. And, and so that was a massive eye-opener for me and, like, a new knowledge. It was like, oh, yeah, you're 33 now and you just – learned this and so I was like wow why hasn't anyone ever told me about this before mm. um and so it was cool to sort of then 
you know, I wanted to know more about these warriors that were with me. And, and so she was able, she was like, I don't know their names, but here's their stories. And so, again, I was able to connect some stories with their names. And so that was, um, that was massive for me. Um, and then she went on to, you know, teach me about masculine energy and feminine energy and how I've been holding on to a lot of masculine um, trauma or energies from other people and also just being highly depended upon. Mm. And, and so I had to go and actually she released these traumas that were stuck in emotions that were stuck in my body. And I just thought that was completely amazing and definitely a highlight on my spiritual awakening journey. Mm. Of, wow. I wish I knew this earlier and I love this, mm. this new knowledge I've attained. Yeah. Mm. And so was it experiences like that that just helped you started to work through things, heal things, process yeah. everything that was coming up and you're connecting to yourself and your ancestors and things like that? Yeah, it, that's exactly right. So from that experience, I actually had to do a, a lot more sort of generational healing. Um, and I was so like keen to look back on my stories in my family line and some reason just making sense of how I've been taught, how I've been raised goes back generational mm. and there's a lot of trauma in there. So just understanding, oh, this guy, this is his story. It's somewhat similar to my story of always fighting and always just easier to get into a fight with someone than to communicate mm. and just going back through that family line and yeah, just healing or coming to a safe place mm. and understanding. Um, I also, you know, had many other appointments with that kinesiologist online and just teaching me, you know, there's other ways to to forgive yourself of, of you know, things that you've done that you're not happy with um, and just learning that aspect. And I was like, wow, like I love this. And it really just came back again to myself, mm. um, tapping into my heart and, and healing that. And not needing to go through anyone else, not needing to go through a leader at church, church or organisation, um, or even needing to always go through Jesus Christ to get forgiveness that you know, can be done straight from here to the divine, um, to source also. Mm. So that was, yeah, it was yeah. part of the journey and, yeah, it was, it was amazing to, to learn this way of thinking, these beliefs, yeah. Yeah, and it was just really learning to be empowered in your own divine truth and your own divine self. Yeah. Like I said, that's a lot of relearning and, and rebuilding and just how you think, how you, how you handle different situations, how you relate to people. <laughs> how you relate to relationships and, and family and things. So, yeah, you obviously, yeah, you went through this crisis, this awakening, you were going through this healing. I'd love to hear then, you know, what's changed in your life since and uh, just in you and the way you live life. And, you know, I've noticed like one of your kids has walked in a couple of times to the podcast. So and he's, still like, he's, he's still here. He's still there. And you're like, you obviously have like great connection there as well. And yeah, just share. Uh, yeah. What are the changes been? Cause you said you were separated and all of that as well. Yeah. So um probably separated from my wife for about six months, but I didn't live with my family for almost 12 months. So you know, I think it's ironic how it's happened, like the experience, my awakening, the journey. But we were both, and my wife had been on a bit of a healing journey for quite some time and making sense of a lot of things herself. And me, before my awakening, totally um, detached from my own feelings. So because I was detached from my understanding my own emotions, my own feelings. I had we had no connection and I had no understanding of my wife's connection. Mm -hmm. And so 
No, I really had to learn a lot about myself and my feelings. Um, and I think, you know, naturally I did that on my own, um, that process of the awakening. But we ended up reconnecting during sort of a lot of the healing process mm. um, because she was going through her healing. I was learning about all this new healing. And um, and so we were able to share, um, you know, what we were learning, what we were going through. And I guess, yeah, we reconnected um, eventually about six months through. Um Six, yeah, we reconnected and have really gone through that healing process together. Mm. Um, so it's been awesome to have someone to support myself. Um, I've actually, I really struggled to to get back into the workplace, as you know, Michael. I think you came along around that time, and I'm like, I was still living off savings and just not knowing what I wanted to do, to do with my life now. Mm. Plumbing wasn't really ever in alignment and I've always had fights, um, whether it was with over money or dramas, and it's because, yeah, it wasn't my truth. And so I struggled. I did try to go back to it, but I sort of got these promptings like, what are you doing? This ain't you. You need to do something else. Um, And so I went on that soul-searching um, I came across Sahara Rose's podcast and she connected a lot of dots um, that just really seemed right that we are here, you know, we do have a sole purpose mm. and we do have a mission to do while we're here. And that really resonated with me and something that I felt um, for a long time that I'm here to do something else than just be a plumber or put pipes in. Or So, yeah, I... Um, I eventually um, made the the choice and I think I I found you before committing to the coaching, um, to Dharma coaching, but I found you and I'm like, I'm going to see who in Australia is a Dharma coach. And I ended up finding you on the directory and I checked you out on Instagram. And so this is not long me coming off my spiritual awakening and still going through the healing process, coming to sense, and then I I watch one of your videos and it's about pretty much my last year or six months, my journey of going through an awakening and how you might feel and the energy might get really heightened and and you really need to ground yourself and and then you say, oh, you, you, you might want to see a kinesiologist too. And I'm like, this guy has just replayed how I felt the last six months and what I've just done, you must have some knowledge I need. And so that's when I found you, you touched base, and I, I thought even at a time while I definitely still had money blocks, I'm like, what is this guy going to give me? What am I going to get out of it? But I'm so glad that we connected and you were able to help me along the journey with guidance and with some more tools to use. Um, on my journey of healing and um, releasing emotions. And and so that's where I've I decided, you know, Sahara's the Dharma Coaching Institute, you know, it seemed just the right thing for me to do. Um, and it was almost like, yeah, that's what my heart was was guiding me and wanting me to do. And, and so I've just finished that course, yeah, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and so, yeah, another journey begins, I guess. Yeah, amazing. And, yeah, and it's a huge, you know, step of growth and transition, stepping into that uh, space, and it's your, everyone's own journey to do that. I know how big it's been for me. <laughs> yeah, and so it's um, like, you know, there's not many males that step into this space, mm. um, but you know, I have feelings that it is going to be something needed, you know, with more men mm. waking up to tapping into their emotions and feeling those emotions that we've been taught to suppress. Um, still, I don't know where I'm going with my Dharma coaching. Um, 
now, but all I know is I'm going to just take one step at a time and I want to start creating content and sort of getting my message out there. Um, yeah, just getting my message out there of what I experienced and went through and, and like yourself, you know, trying to help people that might need help along their journey mm. because I know I wish I had a mentor or a coach um, at that time, but I didn't know what I was going through. Mm. So I didn't know what I was looking for either. But just sharing my experience and then yeah, if I can help someone, if I can find people that also resonate with the message I'm sharing, then I know I'll, I'll link up with people I need to help and serve. Mm. And what do you feel like, you know, that you're really passionate about now? Like you're obviously teaching, you're moving into this and what do you want to see flow out of that in terms of, yeah, your heart and your passion? Yeah, so I think I just want to, um, yeah, just let people know that there is other ways and other ways to spirituality that ultimately it is just getting to know yourself um, and, and making ourselves the centre and not, not needing to go to external influences um, but helping us, yeah, just tap back into ourselves again. Mm. Um, I missed some of that question, Michael, sorry, because you cut out. So, yeah, I think, so. It, I think it did drop a bit. That, yeah, I guess, um, I mean, we've covered so much and it's been so fantastic. And, yeah, like just so excited that you're on this journey and in the space. And like you said, there's such a need for more men mm. to really in touch with themselves to feel their emotions and to heal deeply connect truly with themselves and, and step into their empowerment. Um, sometimes that process looks a bit like, you know, it's a bit feminine to feel and to, and, and it is, it's, it's healing our feminine energy that we've been traumatized and cut off from. Uh, but then it ultimately leads to so much empowerment when we can do that and liberate that. And then we can start to, take action and have such strong belief in ourselves and in who we are and in life and that life supporting us. And yeah, I mean, um, I'm excited for where it goes for you and for me and our futures. And I just wanted to ask, you know, if there was any advice that you would give someone or you'd give men out there that, that listen to this in their journey of consciousness, what, what would be the, the one or two bits of advice? Yeah, I guess one would be you know, when you have so many maybe negative experiences occurring in your life, um, I would encourage you to, to really just try and find a place of quietness, whether that's in the morning or sometime in your life, and really just sit in darkness, quietness, and really start to process what's going on why it's happening um, and try and feel these emotions that are coming up. Mm. The other one was that I would give is, is you know, I wish I had a, a coach or a mentor along the journey. And so I would encourage you to, to find a, a purpose coach and I'm not trying to, you know, sell sell anything, but having someone that can help guide you or that you can just even speak to along the journey will always help. But I believe it needs to be someone that has also experienced what you're going through because there's so much to learn um, and so much um, guidance that you might need during this time of awakening and processing and healing a lot. So that would be my advice, Michael. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And I suppose to expand on that, it would be to connect with others that are have been through that or a community or a kinesiologist or someone that can start to an energy healer of some type. Um, yeah, or a or a soul purpose or spiritual life coach that's been through an awakening of um, you know, there's 
you will know in your heart, I always believe what, what your next step is and what you need to do. And it's just having the trust and the courage within yourself and your own connection to your path to do it. Yeah, yeah exactly. And that, that connection to our heart, though, can often be hard to, to really tap into because we've always been taught to use our mind. But mm. really, yeah, trying to follow your inner guidance and the inner guidance often comes through your heart or your gut. So, yeah. And which there can be a lot of pain built up there as well from the trauma. So, like, so much of our hearts and our truth gets closed off. So it does hurt to listen to that sometimes. It hurts to connect with that. It hurts to walk our path sometimes and others misunderstand it and not realise what we're going through. And when we're going through a crisis, needing love and support and then not getting it because it's just too much for some people or some culture so yeah i really love that so anyone that's here listening if they wanted to connect with you what would be the best way to do that yeah i've only just really started my instagram coaching page so it is mark takuita 33 um so you can connect with me on there if you have any questions or you want to yeah send me a message but that's probably the best place to find me at the moment yeah and we'll put that in the show notes as well as we'll uh, probably share a bit on Instagram as well um, when this episode's released. So I want to thank you so much for yeah sharing on the podcast. So glad our paths have connected, and I know it's just the beginning of you know so many exciting things for our own journeys. And yeah, so thanks so much. Thank you, Michael, for having me. And yeah, I totally feel like we'll definitely be connected in the future. Um, and definitely have some plans to continue this work and get it out there. Amazing, absolutely. So thanks for tuning in and I look forward to uh, hearing from our next guest next week.